Welcome back to Digital Health Today, the place to be to get the insights of leaders making the healthcare of tomorrow available today. I'm your host, Dan Kendall, and this is a Coffee Talk. Coffee Talks are special releases where we feature the leaders and organizations that make our work possible. We choose our sponsors as carefully as they choose us to ensure we share the values and vision to enhance and improve healthcare by developing scalable and sustainable solutions around the world. One of the topics that's received a lot of attention due to the COVID-19 pandemic is the subject of social determinants of health. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services defines social determinants of health as the conditions in the environments where people are born, live, learn, work, play, worship, and age that affect a wide range of health, functioning, and quality of life outcomes and risks. We've seen in the headlines how these factors have impacted the spread of disease, access to vaccines, and the levels of trust in and utilization of basic health services. While social determinants of health may on the surface seem like a topic for politicians, advocacy groups, and charitable organizations to lead, we've seen private and public organizations make it a priority to find and fund solutions that address the social and cultural barriers that reduce or limit access to care. One of those organizations is Bayer. To better understand how social determinants factor into the strategy at Bayer, I reached out to one of their executives who recently presented on this topic for a virtual event broadcast from Israel. I'm Dominic Kennerson. I'm the global head of G4A, our digital health partnership program at Bayer. At Bayer G4A, we scale digital health to create impact, empower lives, and change the experience of health. Dominic is originally from the Washington, D.C. area and currently lives and works in Berlin, Germany. When I asked how his career led him from the east coast of America to a leadership role in Germany, his answer was simple. I was working for a really large digital health company, like a $300 million startup, and I met a guy in a bar. Back in 2009, Dom was working as a health consultant, and he got engaged in a conversation at a bar about the Affordable Care Act, or Obamacare. During that conversation, he found out about a fellowship position with a company based in Germany, and that set Dom's international career in motion. Several years later, Dom was invited to join the team at Bayer. It was the right opportunity at the right time, and definitely for the right company. Dom believes that the world crisis has exposed new opportunities for the healthcare industry. The world is changing. And the past 18 months have highlighted the critical need to be able to adapt, particularly as new information and ways of working shift on a daily or almost hourly basis. And for a company that's 157 years old, knowing how to adapt to changes is part of the reason for its continued success. I think what the pandemic has really taught us is there's still so much opportunity for digital health, not just in pharma, but across the board especially amongst other healthcare players, healthcare providers, hospitals, public health included, and governments. What we've seen in the last year to 18 months is we've seen very deep value pools created in markets like telehealth or like in remote monitoring. I think this is really interesting for biopharmaceutical to think about from two lenses. The first lens is really the lens for social determinants of health. What people have been aspiring to for the last 20 years or so in healthcare is to have personalized, responsive healthcare systems that consider the complete environment. 
And that complete environment aspect, this gets back to the complete definition of health that the World Health Organization talks about, that it considers the whole person, their well-being, etc. Dom is referring to the preamble of the WHO's constitution, which defines health as a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, and not merely as the absence of disease or infirmity. The WHO believes that the highest attainable standard of health is one of the fundamental rights of every human being, without distinction of race, religion, political belief, economic or social condition. The mix of factors that affect personal health are complex and intertwined, and they range from everything from your cells to your environment. I like to think of it in terms of Russian dolls, because you have your actual genes and genotypes, you can have your gut biome, you have the room that you're actually in being a factor in your health. So for example, if I have asbestos in my walls, then I'm probably at some sort of a healthcare risk. Then we have actual community and the community level and neighborhood level. So how many grocery stores or fast food restaurants do you have in your community? The second lens that Don believes biopharmaceuticals should look through is the lens of person-centered care. And he believes that digital health holds the power to make that a reality. Where digital health is today and where it's getting to is that it's just really an integrated part of your life. It's not really something to the side, it's just a part of your experience. And to me, that's the opportunity. For a pharmaceutical company, what this also means is where we have really played and where the biopharmaceutical industry has really been successful and has driven its revenue is in its relationship with providers and with provider communities. All of a sudden through telehealth and through prescription digital therapeutics, these relationships with providers are not just ours anymore. And so either our experience is all of a sudden highly competitive, or we have an opportunity where we can also capitalize on this marketplace development to meet people where they are in their healthcare experience and in healthcare delivery. Meeting people where they are in their healthcare experience and providing solutions that enable delivery of care isn't always easy. I think part of the challenge, especially in the U.S. around social determinants of health, is it raises questions and a conversation around equity, access, and sustainability, which for us is our ethos. I think in the U.S. this is also a difficult topic because equity inherently or in a very subjective way, in many conversations we see the equity conversation become about race. And I think that's a bit of a polarizing conversation to have in the U.S. and it's something that I think a lot of people aren't comfortable with yet. So we will stand on our platform for equity, access and sustainability and repeat that. Bayer is doing more than just talk about it. They believe it's good business as well. And one of the ways they're showing their commitment is through investments. When we look at the kind of companies we want to invest in, when companies consider social determinants of health and when they're looking through those different lenses, we find that they really are well-positioned for scalability. Digital health solutions are definitely scaling. For those of us who have been toiling away for decades working to innovate in healthcare, well, it's sort of like watching a teenager go through some pretty significant life changes. Before the pandemic, digital health was in like high school. It still had a few pimples. It was still expecting a growth spurt. What we saw in the last 18 months through the market validation, I think that digital health is now a freshman in college. It's on a completely new level. 
what we saw this year alone in Q1. From a venture investing perspective, there were about two dozen deals over $100 million. It's the moment that I think a lot of people in the digital space were waiting for. If digital health was not looked at in boardrooms or by banks in a certain way before, it definitely is now. The multiples are too big for kind of standard financiers and business people to not pay attention to. The Bayer G4A program is one of the corporate programs designed to identify, select, and support companies that show promise in solving difficult challenges. This year, Bayer has identified five key challenge areas for the program. They're looking for small and medium enterprises creating solutions for women's health, mental health, radiology, oncology, and cardiometabolic and renal diseases. These five areas are called challenges for a reason. Take oncology for an example. The biggest challenge around oncology treatment and delivery is really identifying patients. And I think that's the story across the board, anywhere in the globe, is that many people don't know they have cancer until it's too late. So any kind of a solution or any kind of approach that can help identify patients, um, especially patients with certain rare cancers, would be hugely interesting for us to take a look at and for us to invest in. Radiology is another challenge area and one where technology can play a key role in improving delivery of care. It's also a challenge area where the Bayer G4A program has demonstrated success over time. We are looking for companies that can develop algorithms to either detect or support clinical decision support in radiology. And if there are companies that have a special algorithm that can do that, that would be absolutely interesting for our radiology team here. Radiology has been one of the best Bayer Chief Ray experiences. We brought in a company two years ago, Blackford Analysis, and late last year, they actually increased their partnership scope to focus on a really large investment. Bayer isn't only thinking about solutions that are centered around hospitals and healthcare professionals. Take, for example, the challenge area of cardiometabolic and renal diseases. A lot of what we're looking for in that space is really about lifestyle and behavior change. So think about preventing or managing a chronic disease condition or cardiovascular condition. It'd be interesting to see solutions that are platform-based or that have some sort of uh, CGM, continuous glucose monitoring aspect, if they have scalable data. A lot of the companies that we see today are also either powered or driven by machine learning or have some sort of artificial intelligence components. So if you know of a company working in the areas of oncology, radiology, cardiometabolic and renal diseases, women's health or mental health, the Bayer G4A program may provide exactly the boost they need. Bayer G4A offers a wide range of benefits that help to accelerate businesses, whether you're an early stage business or one that's more advanced and positioned to scale. Yeah, the real benefits of being a Bayer G4A company, first, we have really two general company profiles that we're looking for. Those can be pre-C to Series A, and then Series A and above are the two distinct categories. So for those pre-seed kind of profile companies, pre-seed to Series A, they absolutely receive a huge benefit around coaching. We have internal and external coaches going through the process is quite rewarding. There's a long tail after. So even at our website right now, you can see the different partners that we've had in the past. And when we do have talks like in Israel or anywhere else, we're always talking about our companies and our partners 
So we really are able to leverage the bare megaphone, so to say, around our partners that we work with. And I think companies do find that value to be important to their future growth pathway. Bayer is backing these companies with real investment. How much investment? Well, some things we may never know. For the growth companies, that's anywhere from 20,000 euro to 100,000 euro. For our advanced companies, those details are not disclosed publicly. Applications for the Bayer G4A program are open each spring, and the deadline this year is June 20th, 2021. Visit g4a.health to learn more about the program and submit your application. That's g4a.health. That's G, the number four, the letter A, dot health. Thanks for tuning into this special edition Coffee Talk. Be sure to hit follow to get all our episodes as they're released. And please visit digitalhealthtoday.com for updates and episodes across all of our shows. I'm Dan Kendall. Until next time, keep on innovating.